Welcome to Mental Breakthrough, a memoir podcast about owning our most vulnerable stories so we can live a life of authenticity. I'm Marianne Samrath, the woman behind the pen name Sincerely Miss Mary. Together, I take you through my healing journey as I share stories of moving through pain to get to the other side where the light shines again. In this season, I carry you moment to moment, starting with a tumultuous breakup, then multiple breakdowns, and eventually a breakthrough. I share stories of how my gift of writing guided me through the darkest moments of my life, leading me to reconnect with my Cambodian ancestors and break the cycle of generational trauma. By sharing my truths, I pave the way for others to feel safe sharing theirs. We all have a story to tell. Stories that can be someone's silver lining. Stories of hope. In this final episode of season one of Mental Breakthrough, I tell my story of a woman who sent me a Facebook message a year after my breakup with my abusive ex and said three powerful words. I believe you. This woman was someone who knew my ex as well as I did. She was his ex-girlfriend before me. In this healing encounter with my ex's ex, we exchanged stories of experiencing the same behavior of neglect and devaluation, and were able to give each other the closure we finally deserved. I never in a million years would think this would happen, but I'm so grateful to say that sometimes a woman's best ally against their abuser is their former ex. It is powerful when women come together to take down their oppressor. Women should support women. Women should validate women. Women should believe women, always. Episode 22, An Unexpected Ally. Healing from narcissistic abuse is an endless cycle of grief. The only way to describe this relationship dynamic is living in a constant state of invalidation. Your system is in prolonged survival as you constantly fight to be visible by someone who is committed to making you feel invisible. This relationship dynamic is insidious, and the only people who can truly understand this are those who have been in one. The effects of prolonged emotional and psychological abuse that occur in relationships are more difficult to treat than trauma from car accidents and natural disasters. There are psychological evidence surrounding the harmful effects of abuse occurring in relationships. This is all in reference to the book, The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. After I escaped my abusive relationship in April 2019, I was left with pieces of my heart shattered in my hands, made to feel like I was in the wrong. However, I didn't give into the effects of the gaslighting because of the hard proof of the emotional truths of my experiences. For over a year leading up to that breakup, I live journaled my abusive relationship through poetry and posted it on my once anonymous Instagram account, Sincerely Miss Mary. I would perform my poetry all over New York City at open mic nights, a chapter I share in episode two, The Reckoning of Sincerely Miss Mary. The process of writing and storytelling was what I needed to heal myself. I was in therapy at the time, but studies show that you need creativity to also heal trauma, not just talk therapy. And that was what writing was for me. It was healing my trauma. Trauma writing allowed me to move through the grief cycle of the atrocities I faced post-breakup. 
I had many nights of screaming and rage of being abandoned by my partner of five years after I publicly condemned his best friend for sexually assaulting me on Instagram. I mourned the mass rejection of his friends and family who knew my perpetrator. I became hysterical after discovering my ex stalked me at the Brooklyn Half Marathon, which I share in episode 17. No one believes you when your ex stalks you. 2019 was a year of getting emotionally hit, knocked down, and kicked repeatedly by my ex. He was an emotional terrorist and a master manipulator, and he got away with all of it because the world he lived in is surrounded with people who are silent and complicit. My experience with him during the relationship and through the breakup taught me what didn't belong to me. Him, his friends, and his family do not uphold values that are in alignment with who I am. Their rejection was a blessing in disguise. It guided me back to myself where I started my journey of radical self-love, the root of healing parts of me I once labeled broken. My journey led me to becoming my favorite wedding date, learning how to surf in the Hamptons, and going to Paris alone, and reconnecting with my Cambodian heritage where I realized I was breaking generational trauma. I had reached closure with myself by living my best damn life as my ex paraded his new girlfriend around on social media and eventually in my face when he stalked me at the Brooklyn Half Marathon. He may have believed he won the breakup, but the one who is winning is the one who is able to build worthiness within rather than attaching it to someone outside of them. I had reached a place of peace with the past when a woman messaged me on Facebook a year post-breakup and turned my self-created closure into justice. In this message, this woman wrote, Hi, you might not know me, or maybe not at all, but I'm your ex's other ex, and I just want to say that I think you are amazing. I've read some of your writing. I was always curious about you, and all I can say is, I believe you. I'm sorry for what you had to go through, but I'm glad it's made you stronger, and I stand with you in solidarity. I read this message 20 times over, and tears immediately flowed down my face. I was surfing the waves of complex emotions, shock, excitement, gratefulness, and an outpouring surge of relief. It felt like bricks of trauma was lifted from my chest and my heart, especially when I read the words, I believe you. I often thought of my former partner's ex from when I started dating him. From the moment I met him, he used this narrative of getting dumped by his ex out of the blue. So I would pity him and put him on a codependent pedestal. And it worked. He had me hooked from the first couple of years we dated by buying me expensive birthday gifts, paying for my friend's birthday dinner, and major, major love bombing. Eventually, it faded into neglect. I could have gone missing and he wouldn't have noticed. And then the abuse started. When I confronted him about his best friend sexually assaulting me, he devalued me, silenced me, victim blamed me, diminished my intelligence, my dreams, my ambitions, and told me he would never see me being with him long term. And then when I thought about leaving the relationship, he would flip a switch and convince me that he wanted to get married. I often wondered about his ex and if she experienced the same emotional roller coaster of love bombing and devaluation like me. And now here she was in my inbox, giving me the answers I'd been wondering about for years. After bawling my eyes out to sleep and process her message, I sent her a message back the next day. Hi, Amy. 
I do know who you are. And I'm so happy that you reached out to me because I wanted to do the same. It's safe to say we both dodged a major bullet. After that message, we exchanged stories all day about our shared experiences with our mutual ex. We had a lot in common. We both were devalued, made to feel invisible, and validated, and also fought tooth and nail to get our ex to care about hygiene. Her experiences with his abusive behavior came after she broke up with him. It's not my story to tell but hers, but we both put the timeline together that when he started sending her hateful text messages after she started a new relationship was also around the same time he met me. He would message her bragging about sleeping with a new woman and making six figures all the while he was dating me. (sighs) I remember we were casually dating that summer and after one random weekend, he wanted to rush into a relationship. After hearing Amy's story, I realized the timeline lined up. Our relationship was a weapon against Amy. I was just an object to boost his ego. I was a perfect supply for him. And that made me realize that his girlfriend now was also his perfect supply. Because two weeks after we broke up, I discovered a pair of blue shorts sitting on my bed, perfectly folded. When I confronted him about it, He said that it just got into his laundry and he thought it was mine. I was naive and I believed him because I didn't want to think that he would start dating someone while we still lived together. But it was true. I discovered that he had committed to a relationship two weeks after we broke up and we still lived in that apartment together. I was in shock when I discovered that and I realized that this girl was also just his new supply to boost his ego. Having these revelations about his malicious intent from the beginning of our relationship was heavy on my heart, but what came after was a release. Information is power, and knowing his true colors with validation of the only other person who knew him, as well as I did, gave me peace in the form of justice. I can safely say with so much gratitude that I am friends with his ex, and we both found a way to heal each other. Amy used to have frequent nightmares breaking up with our mutual ex repeatedly, and they finally stopped when she discovered my trauma essays about her ex. I was still grieving over the injustices from our ex's best friend sexually assaulting me. I even wrote a personal essay calling out the Karen in my life, a friend of my perpetrator who chose his side over mine, and even sent it to her. I told her, as a woman, you should believe women who condemn their perpetrator. And I prayed she does better someday. Amy also knew my perpetrator. They used to be friends, but after reading my stories, she stopped speaking to him completely and condemned his actions. In order for a survivor of sexual assault to truly heal from trauma is to be believed and validated from their experiences. The three words she said to me, I believe you, healed those wounds. I'll never forget this moment of Amy reaching out to me. It's a healing memory where I felt like the universe was speaking to me and telling me, hey, you were never wrong in the experiences you endured. You were never wrong in speaking up for yourself. You were never wrong in condemning your perpetrator. You were never wrong to advocate for yourself. Advocacy is needed in this world. It's so important for women to support and uplift one another. And I'm so grateful every day that Amy cultivated the courage to reach out to me. I commend her bravery for doing so. 
and I gift her with these words of poetry. From one lifetime apart to one moment together, you became the greatest ally I never knew I needed. In three powerful words coated with conviction, you say to me, I believe you. In three powerful words, you dived into pieces of my unhealed heart and stitched close every opened wound. In three powerful words, you sealed a chapter of my life, locking it closed with the golden chains of redemption. I may never get an apology from my ex, nor do I think he's even capable of ever holding himself accountable and taking off his veil of white male privilege. But I don't need it because I received the justice of a female friendship with his ex-girlfriend. This is the type of closure I wish for anyone coming out of a relationship like this. A few months ago, while cleaning out my apartment to move out of New York City, I discovered an old journal from a year ago. It was a letter I wrote to Amy after she reached out to me. Dear Amy, I can't imagine what you were thinking and feeling after reading my stories. I hope everything but guilt. Thank you for finding the courage in your heart to reach out to me. I shaked uncontrollably and cried out relief and gratitude that someone in Peter's world believed me. All this time, I waited for his friends and family to reach out to me. You're the last person I thought would, and honestly, it trumps every person I try to get on my side. You don't know me or owe me anything, yet you believed me. Thank you. You healed parts of me I thought I would never get back. You brought pieces of me back, and by doing so, you are my ally. A testament of true strength. I could tell you have a good heart. You deserve all the goodness you tried to bring to Peter. The love you gave to him came back to you and it gave me hope the same will happen to me. You are a kind, beautiful soul. Thank you for bringing peace into my life. Love, Marianne. The words that stuck out to me were, the love you gave to him came back to you and it gives me hope the same will happen to me. This did happen to me. The love I gave to someone who didn't deserve it came back to me. It came back as deepening friendships. It came back as love for myself, the most important one of all. And it came back in nearly two years of being single, in a healing relationship with a man who is committed to making me feel loved in the way I always deserved. My whole entire life was broken open. When my ex left me, it led me to breakdowns after breakdowns after breakdowns. It unraveled me in the ways I needed to be so I could rebuild myself up again in the way where I would be untouchable. It led me to having a breakthrough. That breakup was something that I turned into a chapter of my life by writing my stories, and sharing with all of you, I made meaning out of the trauma that happened to me and transformed it into a chapter of my life so I could move forward as the author of my story and remind myself that the power is always within me.
Thank you for listening to the final episode of Mental Breakthrough. I want to thank you for listening to my trauma stories of season one. In this season, I wrote 20 trauma writing scripts and interviewed two amazing Asian American women who tell their story of overcoming trauma. I hope I have empowered you to transform your trauma into a chapter so you can move forward as the author of your life. I will be taking a break until season two to launch my second trauma writing program where I take you through my writing process which is what I use throughout the creation of this podcast. I am a trauma writing coach, and that's where this journey of creating this podcast led me to. I went from being a trauma writer to desiring to teach my process to those who want to learn how to write their trauma stories. In my second trauma writing program, I take you through an exploration of the emotional truth of your experiences co-led with trauma-informed mental health professionals and life coaches. I will include the link to apply to this program in the show notes before it's officially launched. It's specifically for all of you. I want to thank you all for being here with me and listening to my story, especially if you're here from the beginning. Please remember, your story is what makes you extraordinary. And if I have inspired you through my storytelling, please know you are going to inspire someone when you are ready to share your story. If you want to keep in touch with me until the next season, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Sincerely Miss Mary and subscribe to my newsletter at www.sincerelymissmary.com newsletter. Have an amazing summer, dear friends, and I look forward to releasing season two in a couple months.